Hi, this is Eden Busani, and I'm your host for the Meraki Podcast. Every Monday and Thursday, we upload new episodes from incredible speakers who share their wisdom on important life lessons and their personal journeys towards living a purposeful life. Tune in on Thursdays to get my latest scoop on self-growth and personal development. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Hello and welcome to another episode with the Meraki Podcast. Today we have an amazing guest. Uh, Tish Hawken. I'm going to introduce her to you. She's an amazing, amazing personal development mentor and coach. She is very passionate about helping other people reach their fullest potential and really just reach their goals and purpose in life. Aside from that, uh, Tish also specializes in helping people remove limiting beliefs, which is what we're going to be talking about today, how to remove these blocks from your life. And Tish really specializes in blocking these limiting, helping remove these limiting beliefs and help you grow through the process and replacing thoughts with healthier thinking patterns. Um, So I want to welcome Tish to this episode. Tish, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, Eden. How are you? Great. I'm amazing. Thank you so much for showing up to our podcast as a guest speaker. Um, I know you have a lot to offer and I know you also have a personal story for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that would take that would take longer than 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, I mean, you have a lot to offer when it comes to personal development. I've heard you speak. I've seen your stuff. Um, but why don't we start by maybe you can introduce yourself to us a little bit. Yeah, so um, I live in the, well, I actually live in the Middle East. I live in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. I'm on lockdown at the moment in the UK because I'm from the UK and I came here to see my eldest daughter and then we got locked down, which isn't a bad thing. Um, I started life actually um, as a, actually as a singer. I was a singer and I was also, um, I worked in office administration. and I did those two jobs side by side for many years. I was a singer for 20 years and I was in administration for 13 years. And um, because I went through such a hard time in my uh, late teens and early 20s, I'd sort of vowed to myself that when I was uh, older or when the conditions were right, that I would retrain to be a counsellor. So that's what I did. When I was 35, I retrained. It took me, four, uh, sorry, 36. It took me four years to qualify. And from there, um, I worked in various organisations, helping people with anxiety and depression, um, helping teenagers with emotional difficulties and behavioural difficulties. And then I went on to create my online business where, as you say, I um, mentor and coach people to, um, to get through the blocks that they've got so that they can reach the goals that they're trying to achieve, whether that be personal or professional. So that's what I do now. Wow, that's incredible. So, I mean, usually when people start with personal development, um, it's because of a story. Usually something happens to get someone started in the personal development journey, especially if they want to coach, mentor. Um, Do you feel that is right for you? Like that's something that happened to you also that got you started with it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I had a a lot of uh, a lot of adversity between the ages of fourteen and twenty seven, and so um, it, you know it involved um, mental health difficulties. Um, I was homeless. There was be there was parental divorce. 
um, there was physical and emotional abuse from from certain boyfriends. Um, there was so much. There was there was so much chaos in in those years. Um, it was a very very difficult time for me emotionally, and so I always kept my head above water. Though I didn't have a support system around me, it was literally just me. And so I worked the two jobs that I mentioned before, kept my head above water, built a lot of grit and a lot of resilience, and realised that the amount of emotional distress I was in that I, that when I became better and started on my personal development journey that I wanted to help other people not be distressed that was my main goal really at first was I want to help people not be distressed after I'd done that for a few years I then realized that I wanted to go into the coaching more um, rather than the mental health more because I wanted to then help people to be who they want to be without the blocks that we can um, have ourselves in our minds, our limiting beliefs. Um, because so many people are held back in life because they believe things about themselves or the world or other people that just isn't true. And once they get rid of that, um, they realize that actually I can progress and move forward to reach my goals, whatever those goals may be. Right, so what are some, what would be some limiting beliefs that you know people might be um, oh gosh. Okay, so let's maybe take the online space for for a, an example. Then somebody might think that they're not a good pu public speaker, or they're absolutely petrified of being a you know a public speaker. But they know that to progress their business, um, they need to get out there on, on Instagram, you know, um, on all the forums, on all the platforms to be able to be seen and expose themselves in a way that people know what they're doing and what their business is about. But they've got a crippling limiting belief that no one will listen to me. I'm not good enough. I need to be perfectly polished, you know, and all these beliefs just stop them in their tracks from doing that. And therefore their business won't progress and they won't grow either. So I suppose that's one example that I have come across. Yeah, limiting beliefs is really anything that you put a block to that you feel like you can't do because of your situation or because of your resources or whatever. Yeah, and um, the thing with limiting beliefs is the reason why they're called limiting beliefs is because they are things, a belief is something that we depict, we think is true when actually it might not be true because right. a belief is just a thought that we we have re repeatedly um, run in our minds. And if we run that thought enough, it gets ingrained in our, in our minds as a belief. And so uh, the limiting part of it is they actually stop us from doing the things we want to do or being the people we want to be. And so what we have to do is we have to go inside, identify, what exactly it is that you believe about yourself others or the world that is stopping you from getting what you want or who you want to be identifying that belief um challenging that belief and the certain techniques that you can do to do that and then replacing the belief with a healthier way of thinking that will help you to progress to whatever it is that you want to progress on to Right. And I'm assuming it sounds easier. It's easier said than done, right? 
definitely, it definitely sounds like it's something that sounds easy, but it's not. <laughs> in reality. Well, you know, sometimes I can have what I, because I offer something called breakthrough sessions, which can be, you know, from half an hour to two hours, where in that time, somebody can remove a limiting belief or maybe two or three. Um, and that's, that has happened before, you know, many times, or it could be that to get to those limiting beliefs may take a person longer, you know, maybe a couple of weeks or so. It really depends on what the belief is and what their goal is and how many beliefs are surrounding them or blocking them. You know, how many we've got to extract before it frees them up to move forward. It just really depends on the person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that we can, especially today, because we have a society that's so judgmental, that's so critical. We have, there's so many people that go through um, childhoods that are, that, you know, with parents that don't really have, bring value to the, to the kid's life. You know, so many schools where the teachers are the bullies or where the students are their enemies. So people have these beliefs because other people kind of like that's the life that they've been living I feel it's my I mean that's my opinion I don't know if you tell me if it's, if it's well, absolutely because what yeah. if you think about it when we're born we're born as a clean slate we're not right. born with any kind of beliefs so as we progress through life especially up until the age of seven um naught to seven is quite important in formulating what we think about ourselves and the world and when, when you think about it the people who are our caregivers, our teachers, our parents, our guardians, whatever they tell us as children, we believe because we've got nothing to compare it to. And so we will take on these things. So if we're told by a teacher that, you know, um, you're the naughty one, you know, or you're the one that's not very good at maths, then you're going to grow up as you grow up, you're going to take that on. If you're continually told that repeatedly, you're going to grow up with a thought that you know i'm the one that misbehaves and that's who i'm supposed to be or it's not if there's no point me doing this this sort of course in in math because i'm no good at math and just because somebody tells you something about you it doesn't mean it's true and that's the thing we've got to understand is just because you were told things as a child it doesn't mean it's necessarily true right Right, definitely. I, I definitely think that it's true that when you have limiting beliefs and you want to break them, you have to go back to your childhood. You have to go back to the beginning of the story to see where it all started, what made, what made you believe, where did this belief come from? And then from yeah. there, you can move forward to work on breaking that belief or kind of switching that belief around. So Yeah, absolutely go back to our childhood and and see like what is it what is it that got it started absolutely and sometimes it's really easy to pinpoint and sometimes it's quite difficult yeah um and some people get quite hung up on on where this belief came from sort of who you know who was it that was responsible for me having this belief you know it doesn't really matter who it was what matters is that you get rid of that belief and you replace it with something more constructive Yeah, don't when you, when you go back to those times, don't go there in a judgmental way. Don't go there, you know, to get stuck in the loop again. You got to go back there to fix the problem. And a lot of times yeah. there are people, you know, who can go back in time to fix the problem, but then they start they start getting judgmental to something that happened 
whether you start yeah. finding blame or they just get stuck in this terrible situation that happened in the past. We have Absolutely. To you have to walk yeah. in open mind and open heart and, you know, admit that this is what happened and love ourselves regardless. And remember that a belief is just a thought that we repeat to ourselves every single day and thoughts do repeat themselves. It's like on replay, our thoughts, we have like what, 60,000 thoughts a day, 95% of these thoughts are thoughts that we think about every single day. Yeah, I did an exercise actually only yesterday. Um, I, I very like yourself, Eden, I guess very spiritual person. And I was doing an exercise in meditation and the exercise was um, <clears throat> sit, sit for five minutes and try to have an original thought that is your own thought. And that has not come from anything you've seen, heard, read in a book, seen on social media. And it's quite difficult because most of our thoughts are actually just replays of things that we've heard, seen or, or um, been told to us. And so having an original thought can be quite tricky. So yeah. it's, you know, we're just, we're just like sponges, you know, and even in adulthood, we're like sponges, you know, but we, we can, we can discern more as adults. We can filter through a bit more as adults. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially as, as kids, that's when we get all these beliefs. That's when we find it or figure it all out, you know? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's, it's I love this topic because there's so much to talk about this and I can go on for hours about <laughs> me too <laughs> and, you know I'm, I'm sure you can you have plenty of people who come to you to talk about this so I'm sure you have so much to offer um, when it comes to this topic and um, I just want to end this episode with two questions that were submitted by our listeners so I want to thank them um, yep. for sending in these questions and for enhancing our podcast and this episode um we can start with question number one if you're ready unless you wanted to ask something um before we begin with the questions no go just fire away all right fire let's away. fire away <laughs> <laughs> um, question number one what if i was brought up with a certain belief or value and now i realize that this is the thing that is holding me back from moving forward in my life any tips okay so <clears throat> I think first of all is, um, you know, ha have gratitude for that belief and value if it has been in any way constructive as you've grown up. But then if you've realized, obviously, this is not serving me anymore, then um, it's time to re release it. So the great thing about this question is that the person who's asked it is already aware of what the belief or value is that is holding them back. So there's no work to be done to identify where the the constriction is if you like yeah um so my advice to go through limiting beliefs it, you know obviously if you can um if you can hire a coach to help you who is um competent in this then do that um but if you can't the tips are really you've identified the limiting belief um think about how um Think about how it is constricting you and the evidence, write down the evidence about how much it is restricting what you want in life or who you want to be. Think about all the evidence you can gather to say why this belief or value is restricting you. Um, and then when you've done that, 
um, I, what what you can do is start to rewrite that belief into a more constructive statement. So say, for instance, it is a belief of I'm too shy. I can't um, go live on social media because I'm too shy. I was always told I'm too shy. Um, what you can do is you can rewrite that statement with I may feel a little bit shy now, but I'm going to work towards becoming more confident. And so instead of just a plain, I'm too shy, I can't do this, you have to rewrite that statement into a more proactive, um, realistic statement. Once you've done that, um, then you can start to reinforce that statement every day. So you can do that in whatever way you want. You can record it in your phone and listen back a few times a day. You can write it down. You can use it as a screensaver, etc. Just to start to reprogram in your brain into that new belief that even though I may be a little shy, I'm working towards becoming more confident. Um, and then you've got to take action. That's the, the final tip is there's no point having new beliefs, but you're not taking action towards what it is you want to happen. So, for instance, if it is that example of going live on social media, the action would be, OK, I'm going to set a date where I'm going to do a five minute live. Now, it might be in a month's time, but you've got a whole month then to prepare. So when I say prepare, you could do a course on public speaking. You could ask other people what the best ways to go live is. You know, have they got any tips? So it's all about the preparation then once you've started to alter that belief. Wow, wow, wow. That is so powerful. And that is also surprisingly so simple, the steps that you broke it out and broke it down into. Mm. It is actually because, you know, people tend to think that's one thing with limiting beliefs is I can't, <clears throat> I can't, I, I will never be able to. They're so final, those statements, that actually it's not true. I mean, recently, last year, um, I was, somebody asked me, uh, my husband actually, he said, I want you to learn to scuba dive so that mm. we can scuba dive together. I said, and I actually heard myself say, I will never be able to do that. <laughs> and then I thought, actually, I'm not practicing what I preach. And so um, I learned how to do it and I passed my scuba diving course and I can now scuba dive. And, oh, I, was, wow. and I was convinced that I couldn't scuba dive, but I, I prepared, I did the exams, I spoke to a lot of people who dive. The, you know, I, I, I had a lot of fear around it. So I did things to stop the fear or to reduce the fear. And in the end, I actually passed the course. And I never thought in a million years that I would be able to do that. Wow, that's incredible. Wow, that's, a, <laughs> that's an awesome example of breaking those limiting beliefs. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got one more question for you, Tish. Um, yeah. Question number two. I have a fear that has to do with a traumatic experience in my life. I know it holds me back from a lot. Is there something I can do to make this fear go away? Okay, there's lots of things you can do to make fear go away. There's lots of therapies out there that you can do. Um, a great one for fear is cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. That's a really good one for tackling fear and anxiety. Um, because there's nothing worse than having a real major fear. Say it's a fear of flying, then you're not gonna go anywhere and travel, are you? Because you're so scared. So what you need to do is you, you need to seek somebody out. You can tackle um, your fear and help you. Um, 
I'd say as well, because you have said um, that you've had a traumatic experience, even though you may eradicate the fear and that limiting belief, you can also use the steps that I mentioned before as well. Um, but it just depends on the level and the grade of fear. If it's a severe one, then I would seek out a therapist. If it's not severe, then I would try and do it yourself. Um, but with regards to the trauma, even though the fear is taken away, the trauma will still be stuck in your body. Trauma stays in the body. And so what you need to do then is find ways to release trauma. And again, there's there's lots of um, there's lots of modalities that can help you release trauma in the body. Um, it, meditation is very, very good for um, helping you to um, come to terms with trauma and to be able to, for you to meet that trauma as well. But I would suggest if it's a severe trauma to to get the help of a therapist. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely. And there's no shame in going to therapists. I say that therapists are like the finest example of self-care. Yeah, I've I've had lots of therapy over the years. And um, um, my find that the, the last bout of therapy I had was um, only four years ago. So I, I wholly believe in, in, in therapy, uh, as long as you've got a good therapist and you know exactly what you want to get from it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got to walk in there knowing what you want to get out of it. Mm. That's for sure. I mean, I've walked into therapists before not knowing. I literally had an experience with the therapist the first time I walked into her office and I thought that, you know, I'm walking into a therapist. She's going to fix me. Mm. <laughs> that was like, yeah. what I thought, like, okay, she's going to fix me. This is, this is what I'm going to, this is going to help me. And then when I saw that I wasn't being fixed, because in my mind, I was like broken or something. Like I had to be fixed and I thought that I wasn't being fixed. I think I came in with this expectation to walk out a different person and it didn't happen. So to me, it was just like, you know, maybe therapists are not real, maybe they don't work. But then I saw another therapist and I learned that over time, you know, you have to come in knowing first of all, what you want to fix. Therapists are not there to fix you. They're there to help you come to this mindful, moment that you can yourself then know for yourself what needs to be done it's to bring this awareness to you um mm -hmm. so that you can keep that in your mind just a bonus point over there in case you do want to seek out some help yeah All right. Thank exactly you so much tish do you have something to say last uh last words here maybe you have a link a website something people can find you on yeah, everything that I'm, um, all the platforms I'm on are just start with Tish Hawking. So it's T-I-S-H and Hawking is H-A-W-K-E-N. Um, and you can find me there, uh, Instagram, website is tishhawking.com. Um, Facebook, although I know not a lot of people use Facebook anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> except for us older people. <laughs> Too. <laughs> oh well there you go present company except <laughs> so yeah just my name yes absolutely you guys go check her out she has amazing amazing content thank you so much for joining us on to this episode you're very welcome thank you for asking me eden absolutely it's been a pleasure Thank you for tuning in to the Meraki podcast and for joining me on the adventure of my life. I hope you found this episode to be enjoyable and valuable. You can find out more about us at MerakiOfficial.com. 
If you enjoyed this episode and feel others can benefit from it as well, spread the love by sharing.